Why am I watching you eating ham, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You said it's a it's a gangbang or something? What is it? It's a mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> a mukbang. It's like, we're, we're, I'm here for the gangbang? Oh, you mean the plate of ham? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the IO panel. This is episode 74, recorded on Sunday, September 10th, 2017. Today we have an abbreviated lineup as we're down one amigo. <laughs> Which one? Chevy Chase, Martin Short, or uh, fucking what's his name? Steve Martin. Ooh, that's a good. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. One of them. One of them. Can I be Chevy Chase? You can. Okay. If yes. you're Chevy Chase, then... You're probably Martin Short. That sucks. I mean, just <laughs> in general. Not necessarily for the movie. <laughs> what the hell? And not having to do with height. Clearly. I think uh, you know James might be more of the the Steve Martin like wacky wacky guy. Even though Martin Short did, you know, Ed uh, was it Ed Grimley? I don't know. Oh man, that was a good show. And that was kind of a wacky role, but no, Steve I, Martin overall was like, eh. I work with someone named Steve Martin. Oh, so you like Ed Grimley? <laughs> But yeah, James uh, won't be joining us today, so it's just going to be Evan and I. Mm-hmm. Together at last. That's right. For Together. the 74th time. We will overcome <laughs> adversity. Yes. We will overcome diversity. And diversity, we, exactly. We are both white male. <laughs> exactly. I was like, Fuck oh, we're overcoming diversity. <laughs> to come together yeah. and... Make a show that I'm sure won't be as good as one of our normal ones, but that's okay. We're going to try. Yeah. And that's all that matters. I mean, in life, it's not all that matters, but it's all you can do. Let's put it <clears> that way. Fair enough. Winning matters, you know, matters a lot. And right. I get super salty when I don't win. I was watching an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and Worf, they're going to play a game of whatever, Parisi Squares or whatever fictional game they're playing. Mm -hmm. And Worf is like, is talking to Commander Riker. He's like, don't worry, Commander, we will be victorious. <laughs> and, you know, he sounds so serious and Riker's like, hey, Worf, don't take it so serious, you know, just you know, have fun, have a few laughs, make a few friends, you know, don't worry about it, you know. Winning's not all that matters, you know, or whatever, something like that. Winning doesn't matter, something like that. And Worf's like, if winning doesn't matter, why keep score? Yes. <laughs> and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, woo. He's like, Talking calm down, Worf. It's just chess. He's like, yes, war is as strategic as chess. 
Good shit. We can learn a lot from Star Trek. We'll we'll come back to that in the in the latter portions of this episode. Yes, yes, we will. All right. So, uh, Evan, how was your how was your week? You know, not bad. Um, I think I need to downsize my wardrobe quite a bit because every time, you know, I, I procrastinate. So I'll I'll do, you know, when I'm out of clothes, essentially, I'll do laundry. It, it doesn't always come to that, you know. Sometimes I'll go nude, whatnot, you know. Don't judge. You're not a never nude? I'm not a never nude. Um, But I did like seven loads of laundry. And I always, if I look at all my clothes, I'm like, eh, it's like, eh, it's like three loads, four loads. Like, <laughs> double that for sure. Wow, that's that's a lot of clothing. Yeah, you should probably get rid of some older khakis, some uh, some socks. I swear to God, I have like sixty pairs of socks. <laughs> well, mine keep disappearing, so I keep on having to buy more. But uh, they, they don't they don't accumulate. They they you know they, they disappear again. Yeah, they come in, they come out. You know, so it's, <laughs> I'm always like at the, a constant level. <laughs> the laws of economics: first yes. in, first out. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say that. FIFO. Yeah. That's it. Yep. All right. Well, well that's so. it. I did some laundry. Oh, um, I, of course, I buy a lot of useless stuff on Amazon. Like a mouse? Uh, so, well, actually, this one just came in today. This Via Chroma. I bought it because the shape was quite reminiscent of um, the uh, Razer Mamba Tournament Edition. But it doesn't really feel like it in the hand. Mm. So we'll see what I do with that. I mean, I'm going to keep it, but we'll see how much I use it. Did you ever get that Chinese mouse? Um, I got several Chinese mice, actually. I'm not exactly sure which one I'm, <laughs> oh. I mentioned. I'm sorry. Um, let me be more specific. Okay. The Razer mouse that is only available on the Chinese yes. market. Yes, and I did get the that Jujan, because... The Jujan, the Jujan, the... Yep. Something. Correct. J-U-G-N. Its pronunciation is debatable. However, you are aware of it because I told you about it, and I mentioned that it was only available on the Chinese market when I showed it to you in oh. hand oh, there you go. like three okay. weeks ago. <laughs> there you go. Have you used it? Uh, yes. It is pretty good. Really? Yeah, it you know it's it could be a problem with their the shell mold in general. I remember some of the old Abyssus shells having the same kind of issue, and this is the same shell with updated uh, internal sensors and whatnot. But the way I hold it uh, kind of rubs against the my first knuckle on my right ring finger, very close to where my fingernail is. So if I use it for too long, it can just become, you know, irritating. Hmm. But it is a good quality product. I am glad that I procured one. I see. Mm -hmm. But I also got this, which looks like a, a sheet of paper or something. But what it actually is, is a sheet, a 6x12 sheet of polytetrafluoroethylene, PTFE, a.k.a. kind of Teflon, um, with an adhesive backing. So why I got this, and you can see there are some holes punched in it. I bought this sheet for $17 and a hole punch. 
and I punch out little holes to use for replacement mouse feet. And they're excellent. Thought you're gonna say you punch out holes in it to relieve stress. <laughs> this, to show up my rage. Yeah. <laughs> so a six by six inch by twelve inch sheet of polytetrafluoroethylene. Oh my god. For under twenty dollars, or if you if you can see this, no one listening will see this, but it's a set of normal mouse feet. Yeah. It comes in a pack of two. I used one of them. So this pack is like seven dollars. Hmm. So by making my own, even though they're not, you know, ideally or originally shaped to the mouse that I'm putting them on, uh, it will be far cheaper this way. And they work quite well. I will show you the bottom of the mouse I'm currently using. I have utilized this technique. If you see the, the white dots there. Once again, nobody listening can see. Just imagine... Just imagine, you know, white dots on uh, a mouse for feet. If anyone cares about that. Not a, I was going to say not a human mouse. <laughs> it's like not, not at all. Nobody cares but you. No, no, a, you know, a computer mouse. Yeah. Not a mouse. No. I do not adhere pieces of Teflon to live rodents for fun. <laughs> He's like, I do it because it's necessary. <laughs> I do it in the name of science. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. What'd you do? Anything mm. would you worth, do? No. Worth ranting about? Uh nothing worth ranting. well, I did I did go see a movie this week, this past week. Did you use your card? I attempted to and I could not. Ah, is it invalid or sold out or you don't know how to game the system well enough? I clicked. So in the app, you pull up the list of theaters. Mm -hmm. You click on a theater and then it's supposed to show you the movies and the showtimes. Yes. This one, I clicked on the theater and it showed nothing. It was blank. Hmm. So... I was like, uh, I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. I wonder if they have uh, troubleshooting forums or tech support number that would be able to answer that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try. I tried contacting them once. They never got back to me. Like, this number is out of service. Thank you for your $10. <laughs> it's supposed to be a live chat thing. Ah. Uh, but it was, you know, late at night. And so, I, you know, maybe, maybe it's only a nine to five thing. You know, who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. So. But, uh, I mean, I could click on another movie theater, like, let me click on this movie theater, and boom, there it is, you know? So, okay. like, there's a Just not stuff, the so. one right around the corner from you, basically? Um, well, actually, we went to a weird theater. Mm. When I say weird, it was just not one I normally go to. Right. So, it made you nervous just being in the proximity of it, in the vicinity? <laughs> right. So, who knows? Okay. It was a normal theater. It was a Regal or whatever. I mean, yeah. Um. Anyway. All right. Well, better luck next time. So I. Well, we can talk about it later. But uh, I saw a movie and it was good. So we can talk about it. What was it? Is it relevant to something we have in here? Hmm. Not really. So, you know, 
The Notebook 2. It. Uh, you know, I heard really good things about that. I liked it. Were you terrified? Kinda. Shaking in your boots? Kinda. I mean, I don't think you're a huge fan of clowns to begin with. Why would I be? Uh, I don't know. Some people enjoy clowns. I have an aunt who used to be a clown for, you know, parties or something. I don't really remember. Really? Yep. It's real life. It happened. Your, uh, your aunt's sick. Sick in the head. Yep. Get her some fucking help. <laughs> <laughs> your whole family. Doomed. Doomed. No. Um, okay. okay. So it's a solid movie recap. It was good. No, no, we'll talk about it later. Okay. So, <clears throat> so we get into a couple of news articles here. Let us. Let us begin. So I have the first couple here. Um, we are probably all familiar with the Il Presidente de Filipino, uh, Rodrigo, I think. Maybe it's, I think it's Rodrigo Duterte. Duterte? Duterte? Duterte, who uh, is basically on a murderous rampage against drug dealers and anything drug-related. Um, that was, like, one of his campaign promises, and I don't know how many people actually believed him, or he's like, he'll never do that. He fucking murders people in the street for having, you know, <laughs> for, like, saying the word drugs. You know, not quite that bad, but there's so many thousands. <laughs> Bro. Dude, it's real. It's, yeah. Duterte is making me sneeze. <laughs> it's from all that cocaine. <laughs> yep, all that shit's he, in the air, man. It's, he, he riles it up, you know. He's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, one of his sons, who was mayor of their hometown, or vice mayor of their hometown, has been accused of being involved in a $125 million uh, drug bust involving narcotics coming over from China into Manila. Hmm. Kind of a big deal. So, we all enjoy double standards. And he's some kind of official himself, right? Who? The son? Yes, he is the vice mayor of, uh, how do you pronounce it? Davao, D-A-V-A-O, hmm. something like that. So some other city in the Philippines? Correct. Yep, it's where the president and his family obviously are from. Right. So if anyone other than the president's son had been caught in this sort of uh, fiasco, they pretty much would have been instantly murdered. You know, no questions asked, sweeping under the rug. Um, but as we all enjoy benefiting from special treatment, he was um, encouraged to go before the Senate for questioning, but be mindful that uh, he can refuse to answer or just remain silent. So... He went before Senate, and essentially his only comment was, I cannot answer allegations based on hearsay. So I guess they're still working on, you know, factualizing all this stuff. The drug bust was real. His involvement was 
probably real, but I guess, you know, proof can be buried. I'm just speculating at this point. But it's an interesting point to talk about because, you know, all this stuff, like, I'm going to kill every drug dealer on the street. I'm going to clean up this town. Was he just killing off the competition for his sons, you know? Huh? Is it family business? We don't know that. Mmm. And. Oh, you took it a place I wasn't even thinking. I like mm-hmm. that. He, he recently said that if anyone in his family is convicted uh, or found guilty of, be, you know, involvement in this, then he will, the president will resign. And also previously he has said if any of his family were involved in uh, you know, the drug trade, he would kill them himself. So we'll see how this plays out. Hmm. Check back in a couple weeks. Thank you, Evan. You're very welcome. For that very concise report. Murder murder recap? Yes, the murder cap. Murder cap. I'm down with that. Murder uh, cap. <laughs> Baltimore, murder cap. Murder <laughs> capital, U.S. That's right. They're up there. Top three, I think. Something like Sh- that. Chicago's still number one, I believe. Maybe then Detroit, then Baltimore. Then Oakland? Anyways. Some more uplifting news. One of our favorite companies, Tesla. Um, they used to offer the, their Model S and Model X, which came with a fully loaded 75 kilowatt hour battery. Um, they used to offer that at a reduced price for, in, well, in exchange for a software locked or software capped battery at 60 kilowatt hours. So you could buy the car at a reduced price, but the battery would only work up to 60 kilowatt hours, not yep. 75. Yep. Kind of, I mean, not exactly the same, but you know, if you, a decade ago, if you bought windows seven, you know, home edition, or maybe it was XP home edition, you can upgrade to windows XP pro for like a little bit of extra money, unless I'm just making that up. I could be making that up, but we'll just go with that analogy. Well, you could do that with Windows 7. You could do the Windows Anytime upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So, in lieu of the tropical storms and hurricanes that have been battering Florida and the southeast United States, um, Florida's Tesla- being buffeted. Yes, by the vicissitudes of life. <laughs> Several lives. <laughs> They're being pounded into submission. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Irma. No. Irma, Jose, Katrina, Rip. Harvey? Uh, Harvey, yep. No, that's somewhere else. That was in Houston. Yeah. Um. So, if... If you owned one of these, I'll say gimped Teslas. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't hear that word too much anymore. Uh, and you wanted my to. My mom used the word lame. <laughs> yes. Yesterday. And I was like, can you, can you say that? Oh yes. That's a good one. You never hear that. <laughs> she said, are you lame? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> to me. She yeah. Said, your mom, your mom has her moments. 
Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So if one of the owners of these vehicle of this vehicle wanted to upgrade and unlock their full battery capacity, they would just you know pay five grand over the phone, or you know it varied between the two models, and it would essentially get an over-the-air update, unlock everything, and you'd be good to go to full capacity. So while it's only temporary to help people escape the inclement weather in the southern United States. Yeah. Uh, Tesla has automatically unlocked any of those vehicles' um, batteries that were previously locked, you know, for the customers who had just, not upgraded. Just the ones in Florida or everybody? I believe everyone affected by the hurricanes. So that could stretch into, you know, Atlanta, South Carolina. I'm not entirely sure. So uh, but- people who live in Seattle, their car is not unlocked. That's correct. They do not apply. Or does not apply to them. I was wondering if they would just, like, do it for everyone, and then, like, in a month, they're like, all right, roll it back, you know? Uh, maybe that is what they did. The the specifics no, of... No, they must be able to tell where all the cars are, so... Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, UIDs or whatnot. GPS. Yeah, true. Um, so good on Tesla, helping out mankind, trying to escape Mother Nature, and once again take our dominant place on this world. The Earth keeps fighting back, but uh, we're not going to let it win. We're not going to have a choice soon. I was telling my coworker that, uh, and I hope the storms just keep coming and coming <laughs> and coming and coming and coming. But like Africa's attacking us with weather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, cool, whatever. I'm I'm down. You you don't really have to deal with it. I do not. Well, not down there. I mean, we had a storm here once. There was like a lot of rain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It was in 2012. Was it? Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Because I was living at uh, Daniel's other house. That mm-hmm. I lived in for like seven months. Hmm. And the moment that I pulled up in front and turned my car off, all the power went out on like every block within sight. And I was like, the fuck? And like the trees started violently shaking. And I was like, and the rain started coming down. It was torrential. <laughs> there was a firefight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, Jesus. So I just waited it out for like 20 minutes. For a lull in the storm, and then I went inside. A lull, or like a lull? <laughs> <laughs> like the lulls. Not, not what. La- this is no laughing matter, Mike. <laughs> He's like, I had to wait in the car for twenty minutes. <laughs> what a minor inconvenience that storm was to my life. <laughs> like my phone had no power. <laughs> I was just stuck in there, man. It sucked. Had to turn the car back on to run the air conditioner to be comfortable. <laughs> exactly. No, good. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them, Evan. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll be okay, pretty much. And I was going to say, like, you know, what if they continue Don't on? Do you live in, like, the Midwest? No. Don't lie to me. I, d- I don't. Where do you live? Mr. Geography. Where do you live, then? I live in western Tennessee. Which you could argue is the Mid-South, not the, the Mid-South. Okay, the Mid-South, then, fine. Yeah. Whatever. 
I live in close proximity to the Mississippi River. When's the last time that bitch rose? I mean, come on. I don't know. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, I mean, you know, it's down there. I can, you can see it if you look over the edge. <laughs> yeah. I don't how know many, how, how many miles is. are you from a ocean? Um, 400. Probably. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'll be fine. You'll be fine. But I was going to say, you know, you want these storms to keep coming. They'll eventually come up the East Coast a little farther, a little farther. You'll see some, you know, snow and ice storms probably. But in reality, it won't be that bad because uh, the storms get larger in larger and stronger in warm water. But, if, you know, if the weather's cold because global warming is a myth and it's wintertime, then you probably won't see much of an effect. Once that nor'easter comes in, you know. <laughs> I am El Nino. <laughs> that was great. That was great. It's Chris Farley dressed as like a Mexican wrestler minus <laughs> minus the, the mask they wear. Yeah. <laughs> With a very flowy shirt. Yes. They're interviewing the storm on the Weather Channel. <laughs> the storm being, being Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> That's Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> oh, man. If no, if you guys haven't seen that, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Type in Chris Farley El Nino. I'm sure it'll come right up. Oh, yeah. It's great. Another one that's good, typing Chris Farley and uh, Arnold Schwarzkopf. I know you can't spell Arnold Schwarzkopf because I can't spell Arnold Schwarzkopf. <laughs> but start typing it in, it'll come up. That is that is also great. Is that is that the real name or the real fake name? Real fake doors. The real fake name of uh, the living in a van down by the river guy? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's Matt Foley. Oh, yeah. He's like, wow, we got a Bill Shakespeare over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, of course, that's great. I mean, everyone, I think everyone knows that one. That one's great. David uh, well, Spade one, just starts yeah, laughing immediately. David Spade's just fucking laughing, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the one I'm thinking of, it's, uh, so he's impersonating the main general during the first Gulf War. Uh-huh. Who's Arnold Schwarzkopf. I think it's Arnold Schwarzkopf. That's the... That well, Schwarzkopf, right. anyway. I'm not, maybe it's not Arnold, but um, yeah, he imperson impersonates him during one or two sketches, and uh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. We'll have, to, we'll have to recap that next week. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So, go good for Tesla. I'm yeah, glad. Uh, glad they're Someone's helping the people out. Someone's looking out for humanity. Yep, can't say the same for the uh, government of the U.S. Virgin Islands here. Hmm. Well, they think they're looking out. I don't know. That's that's their that's their story. Looking out they're, for number one. That they're looking out for the people, quote unquote. But so I got a story here. It says U.S. Virgin Islands seizing guns, ammo, in anticipation of Irma. Okay. It's for safety for the children. The governor of the U.S. Virgin Islands has ordered the territory's National Guard to begin seizing guns and ammunition from citizens 
and preparation for Hurricane Irma's landfall. This is from an executive order signed almost a week ago, Monday, from the governor of the U.S. Virgin Islands, Kenneth Mapp. Hmm. The the uh, he gives the authority to the adjutant general. I'm gonna have to look up adjutant at some point. The adjutant general is authorized and directed to seize arms, ammunition, explosives, incendiary material, and any other property that may be required by the military forces for the performance of this emergency mission. Wasn't that interesting as hell? So I guess they need to they... go around seizing guns and ammo from the citizens. How does that work? They come knocking on your door. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got any guns? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, it's so weird. I don't know much about gun ownership in the U.S. Virgin Islands, the extended territories. Uh, but either they're doing this to, you know, in hopes of preventing looting or, like, murder rape. <laughs> or Is that one word? Yes. Or it's a conspiracy and the U.S. Virgin Islands is a... FEMA test site. I was going to say, it's a test. Can they do it? Mm-hmm. Can they get away with it? I So, I think it's different. Even if it's a test, I don't think the U.S. Virgin Islands is a good um, test subject, I guess. I have a feeling they're probably fairly laid back, being the island folk they are. If they tried to do that in you know, Montana and Texas, I don't think it would go quite so easily. Not saying the seizing in the U.S. Virgin Islands is easy, or if people are even complying. Uh, but I think it would be a different story on the mainland. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure what the what the what is here with this, but... Uh... And Weird. and you said it was from the governor, so that's local authority. It's you know, I don't think uh, our great president leader Trump would uh, authorize such a thing personally. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, no, it's done by the governor down there. I mean, the governor of any state, I guess, could do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this the governor of Florida could be like, all right, we're seizing all the guns. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would happen with that, especially in Florida, you know. Where I'm sure gun ownership is probably fairly high. Probably. I, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just making that up, but standard issue gun and opiates. Probably. Probably. Open a bank account, here's your gun. Yep. You know? Dude, was that from something? Because that seems super familiar. Uh, they do it in a Family Guy episode, I think. Okay. They go to, they go, uh, they hide out in Texas. Yep. Yeah, that must he, be it. I think he buys a bottle of whiskey. They're like, here's your gun. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what? You're giving away guns? It's like, it's like, yep, we have to. State law. Or <laughs> Something like that. Ugh. Okay. So, yeah. So, there you go. So Well, I hope that does not work out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just very odd. Very odd. 
It's like, yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, all right, moving on. Um, so Amazon acquired Whole Foods, right? Yeah. Good purchase. So, so this past Monday, um, they had they, buyer's remorse. No, no, they they started Amazon started cutting the prices of various items at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. So they included um, coffee and mustard. It says Whole Trade bananas. So I guess Whole Trade is their, you know, I guess it's their house brand or something. So the bananas, organic, large brown eggs, avocados, baby kale, baby lettuce, and gala and Fuji apples. Okay. Bunch uh, of produce. 85% lean ground beef, organic salmon and tilapia, creamy and crunchy almond butter. Mm. You never had almond butter? No. Bro. Okay. Well, either it's butter or it's... Uh, well, anyway, doesn't matter. Please continue. Organic rotisserie chicken and it's generic organic butter. Oh, okay. Oh, almond butter. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense. No, no, like I pe- mean... Peanut butter, you're like, oh, almonds in a stick of butter? What? Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, and it's crunchy? Disgusting. <laughs> this goes back to when... Butter should not be crunchy. <laughs> I was like, Mike, what did you think butter chicken was? You're like, chicken cooked in a gallon of butter. <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> well, then it's named incorrectly. We've learned that if you add the word butter to everything, Mike takes that sentence entirely too literally. Hey, man. <laughs> okay, real question. Have you ever had apple butter? <laughs> his his brain is like what what it's like you can see it twitching no I so don't the think answer, so no, okay you I did have like cherry it. butter or something once okay probably that same was, concept that was delicious you were probably like apple butter then I just that came to, into my head and I wanted to see how you would react <laughs> yeah yeah so um, <clears throat> so yeah, because of this, so yeah, like I said, they're, they're lowering prices of things at Whole Foods, which is nice. Also, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you'll probably get some extra either discounts or other incentives to go to the Whole Foods store. I wonder, do they have like a card that's linked to your Prime account? I should look into that. Yeah. Because there's a couple of Whole Foods around here. I don't know how they would do that unless it's like, give us your email address, please. We'll look you up. You know, oh, yeah. But um, that'd be kind of a pain in the ass, though. So, um, the other thing though is that also Amazon is going to be able to start delivering things that are from Whole Foods. Like you know, they have like these things like Amazon Pantry and mm-hmm. Amazon Fresh. I think. Oh, that, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. They have Amazon Fresh, Prime Pantry, and Prime Now. So these are delivery services that they offer in certain I wonder cities. If this so. will actually create more jobs. Now, hear me out. I wonder if essentially every Whole Foods will eventually be 24 hours. And you can get delivery. Manned by robots. Well, no, you can get delivery from a Whole Foods employee 
like, you know, you would call up Domino's and get a pizza delivered or something. So, you know, I'm sure they're not going to have a bunch of staff at 4 a.m. on a Tuesday. But maybe you could get groceries delivered then. Or, you know, I like 24-hour grocery stores. Who doesn't? Yeah. And also, I don't know if it's talked about in this, but I think uh, we've mentioned it before that um, all the Whole Foods locations will be getting Amazon lockers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's cool, too. That's cool. For those of you who don't know, an Amazon locker is... You can order something on Amazon.com, and instead of having delivered to your home or job, you could say, send it to this Amazon locker. And usually, they like they have it at Chopper's Food Warehouse. They have it at usually 7-Elevens in the area. And now they're going to have it at Whole Foods. So they'll just send it, and they'll leave it at this locker. And so you can go pick it up whenever you feel like it. You go in there. You just type in the, the code they send you to your email, and it pops open the locker, and there's your item. Mm-hmm. I believe so, you have three days, typically. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Now, you know what else it can do, which I didn't realize? And I wish I'd known this because I would have used it. Hmm. You can do returns that way. Really? Mm-hmm. So you can okay. leave a return at an Amazon locker. Okay. How I'm, about that? That is interesting. That's assuming yes. um, there's one open. Or is there like a returns bin next to it or something? Or you give it to Or the maybe clerk? they give you a code and you go in and type it in and it pops yeah. open a locker and you put a thing in? I don't know. I am very close to a UPS store, which has been convenient every time I've needed to send something back. Mm. Um, but for those people who are not, that could be a good feature. Yeah. Well, so you don't have to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to participate in society you can withdraw fully and still get uh, what you need correct evan's like evan's like three quarters of the way there but he still likes engaging with people sometimes which i don't understand but. i do like to engage with strangers not people that i know <clears throat> because they know too much about me strangers don't judge that's exactly the opposite strangers probably judge a lot but, you know, if I'm, like, weird around a stranger, they don't know that it's weird, you know, I'm being weird for that moment. They just have to take it at face value. Right. Well, okay, we just learned something about Evan today, folks. Yeah, I like fucking with people. <laughs> All right, what else we got here? Got some stranger danger. That's right. So... First up, uh, they found out that hackers are able to control Siri or Cortana or whatever using um, ultrasound. So basically, they do they can issue commands in a higher spectrum that normal humans can't hear, mm-hmm. which your phone will understand. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of commands take over the world. <laughs> so so do those not work on, I was going to say speech recognition, but I guess speak is, speech is just, you know, 
the deciphering of a sound wave. So if you do an ultrasound, it still means something. But why would they program Siri to recognize ultrasound unless it's unless it's not like interacting with Siri for questions? It's sort of using that uh, entry point to like control the microcontroller for the microphone or some some shit. Well, they're doing it because they can command your phone to do whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So go to a malicious website. Um, they can make an outgoing phone call. They can, so they can call themselves and then listen to what you're doing. They can, you know, so that's awesome. Mm hmm. It's called a dolphin attack. Dude, can you imagine having something like that and like just spending a day walking through an airport? Mm-hmm. Sending everyone's fucking iPhone to, you know, download this malware. It's like, uh, <clears throat> it's like that, uh, it's like 12 monkeys, you know, but it's, instead it's like spam. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's been a very long time since I've seen that, so I don't see the connection, but feel free to explain it or I'll just watch the movie again. Well, a guy visits a bunch of airports. To spread the virus. Ah, yes. Then, so, quite literally, it is like 12 monkeys. Yes. Exactly. Well played, Bruce Willis. Mm Mm-hmm. You know who I miss? Uh, Madeline Stowe. Why? Okay. Who's that? That is the woman in 12 monkeys. Okay. You always pull up the names of, like, obscure actors. She wasn't obscure in 1996 or whatever. (laughs) She was in a bunch of movies. And then she just dropped off the face of the earth. I don't know what happened to her. It's like, this is not the case, but if someone mentions a, a major character in a movie, you're like, who? But if someone's like, Oh, that that one guy who was in two background scenes, you're like, oh, I know him. The king of that is you, sir. Uh-huh. You're always picking up. You're always saying people, I'm like, who? Because I pay attention and to they're the, always nobody. the ones that matter. Oh, they're always nobody. No, they're always somebody, just not in your world. Rebecca De Mornay. I know the name. <sighs> See? That's what I'm fucking talking about. I can't picture her face. All right. Well, whatever. We'll come back to that later. Okay. All right. Next up. Um, There was a click fraud farm that was busted in Thailand. They're actually Chinese nationals. Mm-hmm. And, dude, this just you have to see the picture of this thing. They have all these cell phones lined up. Oh, yeah. I've seen... Let me look at this picture. But I've seen some that show, like, a person in a cubicle with, like, 30 phones in front of them. Yeah. They just go through and click all day. Is it automated at all? Well, it's hooked up... Each phone is hooked up to a computer. Huh. 
It does let you know. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but uh, okay. Impressive operation. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm like, man, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's innovative. Yeah. Imagine if they were curing cancer instead of you know trying to do whatever. Nah, nah, nah. it's all about that money. <laughs> Need those clicks. Yeah, exactly. He does clicks. Oh, man. How ridiculous. I love humans. Mm. They're so crazy. I thought you could say, I love the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. I love those Orientals. As your father would say? <laughs> yep. <laughs> those Orientals are so innovative. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Mm-mm-mm. should we talk about something slightly more disappointing? Eh, sure. All right. So we'll move on to the uh, this little, probably going to be fairly brief book review of my pick for the last month. It was IQ84. So first so, question. First, Well, first question I have for you. Yeah. How did you pick this book? Um... I think it was, so I was looking up really weird books on Amazon one day, and one, I had sent a link to you guys, and the book was called The Faggiest Vampire. Wow. I don't know if you remember that, but I Obviously definitely- Obviously not. I sent you guys a link. I must have blocked it out. Yep. And I, this was probably like on, you know, others have read or suggestions or, you know, somewhere along the side- and it showed a, uh, the cover shows a guy in a suit at a podium whose head is blowing up. And I was like, okay, you got my attention. And then I read the synopsis. I thought, eh, that's, you know, could be interesting. I don't expect too much from it, but could be interesting. So, uh, I picked it. I see. It, it turned out it was cheap enough for purchase. Although not available in audio format. It's a lot, Evan. Mm-hmm. Sorry to make your... Why do my eyes hurt? You've never used them. <laughs> Sorry to make you read with your eyes <laughs> instead of you reading with your ears. That's right. Totally different experience. Totally different. Yeah. You actually get involved in the story. You pay attention. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Not really. The mind tends to drift, Mike. I can I can very easily read an entire paragraph and not know what the fuck I just read. Yeah. Because my mind was elsewhere. Then I have to go back and read it again. I, too, have that uh, <laughs> issue, unfortunately. Occasionally. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, not all the time. Yeah, it's just, yeah. First question. Did you finish the book? No. Oh, man. I got about halfway through it. Okay. That sucks. I was gonna I was gonna ask you how blown were you by the end? <laughs> well tell me what happens. It doesn't matter. I mean, so. Okay, so we can I might do... I might read it anyway. I'm kinda into it now, but you know. I was too. Like halfway through I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm with it. And then like the last chapter I was like, You have to be fucking kidding me. When all the answer questions are answered, you're like, Jesus Christ, why did this book get published? 
Okay. So, so give us the synopsis though. So what's the, well, we'll, we'll, we'll trade the synopsis because I always give the rundown. Okay. So the book is based around a average, a very average gentleman, I guess, named David Dingle and his, a bunch of characters, but his roommate, uh, Jerry Berger, I believe. Um, David is a man who, Interfaces with society through his mobile telephone, which at some point in uh, the book, not it doesn't become you know it's not a major uh, part of the plot or anything, but it's like too smart. It's like <laughs> that movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's like her, mm-hmm. like the phone comes alive. It's like the phone takes control of the RV and starts driving them, or some shit. Hmm. Anyways, um, so David is a, uh, I believe he's a government employee, and his job is essentially to distribute paperwork and collect signatures from various offices around and, and deposit them uh, for uses unknown to him, as far as I can remember. And one day he goes to collect a packet of signatures, and his last one... Uh, ends up taking a very long time, and he has an awkward exchange with the receptionist, who very likely wishes he would leave. Uh, he eventually does leave, and comes in contact um, with one of the people who he is familiar with, who was supposed to sign the paperwork, and like, oh my god, David, I've been looking for you, I need to give you this, your picture's in it, and then, like, 300 people in the public space they're in, their heads explodes. That's like the kind of the first major event. There's some head explosion that happened before that that we find out later. So anyways, he's like, oh my god, fuck my life, what's going on? And uh, so he goes home, and his roommate is like a stoner guy playing video games, all into conspiracy theories. He's like, okay, we gotta get you out of here. We're going to, uh, I think they start off to go to Vegas after being confronted by some very inept, uh, no, the first two, like, FBI agents were pretty smart, but their heads blew up. Um, this book is all about people's heads blowing up, basically. If you have an IQ over, it turns out the limit is 84. Then, if you're exposed to this airborne virus, your head will blow up. Or if you have, if you think too much. As long as you don't think too much, you're, you're fine. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? Or you um, can, like, correct me on if anything. No, no. That's, uh, you know, so far so good. That's, okay. that's pretty much the, the synopsis so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, along their travels, they run into uh, a bunch of different characters. Um, the book kind of covers the story from the perspective of some of those characters. One being like a, I was going to say a Mennonite, uh, <laughs> a preacher who who fucking could be a Mennonite. He has like six wives. He's in a small town. Um, you know, the earth is 6,000 years old leads the congregation once people's heads start exploding. They're like, it's the apocalypse. It's the end times. We're coming to be raptured. Tell us what to do, Jesus. And he's like, I've been studying 
the good book for my entire life trying to figure out what Jesus meant to say. And they're like, fuck you, dude. We we thought you knew what he was telling you. We were doing what you were telling us. What the hell's going on? Get out of here. So he like runs off with his family. Um, And eventually, down the line, they get some idea or clarification that the Earth is not 6,000 years old. And they're not going to be raptured. And they're like, huh, interesting. And they have some interesting, some unique thoughts, and then all the heads blow up. So, throughout the book, we meet a guy named, uh, I read his name as Melik. Mm-hmm. But he's Jewish, so perhaps it's Melch. <laughs> or something else racist. <laughs> um, but he is, his name is Melik Rothschild. Or Rothschild? Oh, whatever. Yeah. The bank people. Yep. Um, and he's like the second in, well, he basically created the virus to eliminate his competition so he can rule the world. He is a Satanist. So instead of saying, oh my God, he says, oh my Satan. So that's sort of where we're led to believe his allegiances lie. And he's in the service of the Dark Lord. I don't remember how he's referred to in the book, but like some great, you know, dark power. Um, do you remember what the name was? Uh, no. This is called a master or something, you know. I don't yeah, know. master. Um, so he takes, he's like on a killing spree, obviously killing off everyone sort of too, too smart to rebel against his plans for world domination. <clears throat> but he runs into some issues, um, getting to Washington DC where he's, you know, basically in control of the president because the president is a fucking idiot. Um, Trials and tribulations. They get to Washington. Everyone gets there like the same time, like a sweet old reunion. Um, and under the Capitol building, uh, Melek, he's like, okay, now you're going to meet the master. So David is down there with Melek and he's like, I see this writhing dark figure in a corner. You know, it's, I can hear like dripping water. And then, you know, this, this monster gets, uh, you know, so, uh, fucking, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They get on with the introductions and Melik is like, this is my dark master. And the, and the blob is like, hell. So this is the part that's, you're like, what the fuck, Mike? Mm hmm. So instead of Satan, this blob introduces himself as the United States economy. Now, for anyone who's not watching, obviously, you can't see Mike's face right now. There's a puzzled look of like, what? Yeah. And the economy feet. So, okay. On his way to D.C., Melek tells the president to shut down the economy. Right. And 
he does so temporarily. And what we find is that when the economy shut down, this supernatural incarnation of the economy, which lives under Washington, D.C., starts to shrivel away and become very weak, which was Melek's plan so he could kill it and then take over the world. But the president, being an idiot, reopens the economy, so it starts growing again, and now Melek's plans are ruined. Um, however, Mother Earth rears her ugly head, destroys the economy, the supernatural economy, and comes down like, uh, like Jay and Silent Bob style. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm the Earth. What's up? Nice to meet you. Uh, we had a good run, but you people, all you people, uh, you gotta go. Sorry. Like, they're like, uh, go where? You're like, eh, hey, you know, just gotta be not here. Gone. I'm gonna start over. And like, well, shit. Because all the, all the greed and everything was ruining the planet. And all this time, there was some army that was supposed to be marching down to DC from sort of the northwest area. And we find out that it was an army of Native American Indians on horseback who have come to spread the word of impending doom. But, you know, they got there like five minutes after everyone figured it out. They were like, oh. So, okay, that was kind of a wasted trip. Here, take this blanket, uh, and we'll be on our way. And that's like the one funny part that I told Mike you would laugh at. <laughs> He's like, take this blanket as a peace offering. I was like, ha ha, smallpox. Get so, it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, as much as you're into the book right now, I was into it. And the last chapter, he's like, this is my dark master, the economy. I was like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> of all the things it could have been, you got what got. are you doing? Yeah. You got I, got. I got got. Hmm. I don't know who wrote this book. I'm not even going to look it up right now. I will never read another person, another book by this person. I will never read another person's book again. <laughs> yeah. Words are dead to me. <laughs> uh. So now <laughs> hearing that, <laughs> are you going to finish it? You're like, mm, de- definitely not. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. But once you get to that point, you know, I think there's one chapter after that, but it doesn't add anything. You're like, fucking may as well finish it. Jesus Christ. So for the, for the half or so that you read, did you make it to Memphis, Tennessee yet? Um, to the KKK rally? No, they're on their way there. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you know the, so you met the guy who was driving the truck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Start spouting off racial slurs yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. That's, that's all I wanted to hear. So did, was there anything that you kind of enjoyed about the book? 
I mean, it's just so utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And like I was telling you earlier, um, so David Dingle, he's not smart. Yeah. But he's not confident. Yeah. Whereas his buddy, what's his friend's name? Jeremy. Jeff. Jeremy, I think. Someone with a J. Jerry. Jerry, yeah. Jerry. Jerry, who's his roommate, who's, you know, the stoner video game, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not smart at all. Probably even less smart than David. Yeah. But he's very confident. Yep. And so it's just more one ridiculous thing after another. Someone was telling him about a conspiracy theory. It might have been the Mennonite guy. And mm-hmm. there, his reasoning was like, oh, you know, it makes sense because what if they're all black? Oh, that totally makes sense, dude. But it's like something super ridiculous. Well, the yeah, the, I think what you're talking about is, um, you know, the like you said, the minister people, the minister guy and all his wives and children get on the join them. Mm hmm. And uh, they keep on calling David Master. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because they think he's, you know, the the apocalypse bringer, you know, basically. And they're like, why is he calling us? Why does he keep calling me Master? And they're like, it's so obvious. They're like, they think they're black. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I did laugh at that part, actually. Yeah. That's, that's that's kind of clever and ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's just one ridiculous thing after another, you know. Yeah. So, what I, I... I think it's funny, the uh, the terrorist guy, who's also a moron... Yes. Um, is now I left that, that part out. Now with that woman. Yeah. And they're, like, driving down the highway, and they have a nuclear bomb, and... I forgot about that part entirely. I liked the terrorist organizations, Al-Khabib and Al-Khabab. <laughs> yes. So ridiculous. And his country, which used to be called Iraq, is now called... Mm-hmm. Is it Was it Iraq? Is now called ExxonMobilStan. Exxon yeah. Yeah. That's great. Silly, silly book. Uh, I would not recommend anyone read this unless they get it for free and want to waste a day uh, or are forced to at gunpoint. So yep. there's that. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, I might finish it anyway just to surround it out, you know. But. Yeah, I mean, I didn't explain the whole yeah. meeting at the end. So maybe skip to chapter, like, 28 and read from there. Mm -hmm. I think there's 30 or 31 chapters. Okay, I'm at chapter 16 or 17 or something. Yep. Uh, Somewhere, it might, it's probably, it might be 27. Um... The president gives a speech to the nation once he turns on, you know, all the communications and reopens the economy. But he's too, like, shit-faced to write his own speech because he just spent the whole time drinking. Mm-hmm. 
um, that one of his, like someone from the Senate or someone from his cabinet wrote the speech for him, but he, he throws in shit like, I never thought you were going to read that. So so there's, there's like some, some racist shit and like, oh, we're so dumb. He's like, oh, he got me. So that was, you might enjoy reading that speech. Hmm. So yeah, read the last like four chapters. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, let's see. So next up, so it's my turn to pick a book. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo! So this time I picked a book. I've I've never read it. It hasn't come even come out yet. So we're gonna have to wait a week or so before any of us pick it up in any format. Mm-hmm. It's called Autonomous by Anna Lee Newitz. It's set in the future. Um, it's set in the future. It has robots. There's a chase. What else do we need on. to say? <laughs> I mean, that's it, you know? So, it sounds interesting. I like the way the cover looks. She has also written... Or, uh, yeah, I think wrote or edited at least a book called White Trash, Race and Class in America. Seems to get good reviews. This book you're picking is obviously not about white trash, uh, but should be pretty good. The cover shows like... This is apparently her first fiction book. Okay. The other ones are non-fiction. Shows a robotic arm that is like chained or cuffed to a chain that goes off cover. But Mm -hmm. the arm is ripped off. So if you want to read into that. Yeah, it comes out on the 19th. And hopefully it's good. Better be. Fucking better be. <laughs> Body. One of the... I. <laughs> you better be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we're... If we're all gonna finish it. Has there been a book that we all actually finished? There was. I don't know. It's like the... F- Second one. Which was? The Bobaverse, probably. You read the first one? What? No, I mean like the first book that... I didn't read Snow Crash. Well, you read some of it. Yeah, like four hours worth. But mm-hmm. I think the Bobaverse was the first one that we all finished. The first and- Bobaverse book. Yeah, whatever James picked. Okay. I think. Or maybe it was you. I don't remember. Um, what did yeah. you think of that book? It's okay. Okay. There's three of those bitches now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, I know I finished the uh, the one where everyone lives underground. It was like beneath the planet of the apes. 
<laughs> yes, Evan. Yes. <laughs> Baba versus Beneath the Planet of the Apes. The one where they uh, worship a nuclear bomb. Correct. As their god. <laughs> so silly. <clears throat> okay. Well, I will uh, pick that up in nine days. An attempt to not procrastinate. But we already discussed my procrastination in regards to laundry, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about some science fiction? Yeah, we actually got a lot to talk about uh, this week, although I'm going to try to keep it brief. Um, so, as you, as everyone knows, the new Star Trek show is on the horizon here, called Star Trek Discovery. So I recently found out that the main character is played by Sonequa Martin-Green, who is probably best known as Sasha from The Walking Dead. Um, her character's name is Lieutenant Burnham. But for some reason, her first name is Michael. Mm-hmm. And this bothers me for some reason. How dare you assume her name? <laughs> Could be I Michelle. Just, I Could just assume M- everyone's first name is Michael. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Man or woman, young or old. I mean, if you introduce yourself to enough people, or if you call out Michael, you know, you're bound to get a bunch of hits. That's true. I mean, I'm in the article I linked to here, it says her character, First Officer Michael Burnham, deliberately a man's name has been shrouded in mystery so far with the show's trailer hinting at a Vulcan past. Is she human? Vulcan? Hmm. So she is fully human, but she was the first human to attend the Vulcan Learning Center as a child and then the Vulcan Science Academy as a young woman. It's like where she assumed the most common name on Vulcan, which is Michael. (laughs) It could be. <laughs> we don't could know. Be. I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it in the, one of the shows. You know, they won't. Who knows? They won't. So for that kind of bothers me. Maybe it's because it's my name. Maybe because it's a man's name and it has no reason to be a girl's name. I, I don't know. Yeah. Fair but, enough. I know, hope that does we not are. ruin the show for you. I also hope that. I think it's other like, things. I am pretty sure it will. I think but, other things will ruin the show for me. <laughs> but like we'll see. Bad acting, poor script. <laughs> yep. Only Exclusive streaming rights. Yeah, correct. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but the show comes out in a couple weeks, and I am looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Next up, I watched the new It movie. Which is based on a Stephen King book. Mr. Pennywise. Yes. Which is a great name, by the way. It is. It is, actually. I watched it. It was horrifying. I definitely recommend you watch it. Were there any children being devoured? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm, I just got a little quarter chub. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sick fuck. Oh boy. 
<laughs> oh, we're going to get some letters on that one, huh? No. <laughs> Um, so I'll be honest with you. I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen the original movie of this. Apparently it was in, in, in a, a mini series when it came out mm-hmm. in 1990. I believe I have seen it once quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Not enough to skew any perceptions I would have of this new release. Right. So, well, all I'll say is definitely you should watch it. It's horrifying. It's good. Check it out. Will do. All right. Um, Next up, Star Trek II. Mm -hmm. The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Isn't that tonight? It's a special special anniversary of that movie. And so there's um, special screenings of it at movie theaters around the country. One is today. The other one is three days from now, September 13th. Oh, okay. Today they had it at 2 o'clock, and they'll have it again at 7 o'clock. I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I didn't look. I put a link in the show notes. It's done by Fathom Events. So if you just Google Fathom Events, or I think you just go to fathomevents.com, it should come right up. You'll see Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Basically, all they're doing, they're showing The Wrath of Khan in the movie theater. So you can go see it. Um, And I think they're, they have an interview with William Shatner or something about it. Also that they'll show. Nice. So something like that. That's it. That's it. Just thought I'd mention it. I might go check it out. We'll see. If not tonight, then uh, hopefully you can make the 7 p.m. show on Wednesday, assuming Mm -hmm. they have one. Wednesday. Yeah. Exactly. I did look in my app to see if it was there, but it's not listed. So I'm assuming you have to get the tickets through the Fathom Events Uh, website. And pay full price. That's right. I'm sure it'll be seventeen dollars. It's like special event pricing in effect. Great. Probably, probably. I'm debating whether I want to go or not. You want to go? You'll be glad you went. You think? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Thank you, Evan. If you if you go. You can at least say, oh, it was shitty, or it was awesome. If you don't go, you'll never know. Just like, Are you you going to go? No. I don't care about that. Why not? Uh, Because I really don't care. But I do? Uh, You probably care more than I do. I mean, you went to meet William Shatner. Would you have regretted not meeting him? Probably. Okay. You can, like, tack this onto that experience a year later. Fair enough. You can meet some like-minded people, call out the name Michael, and uh, find some new friends. Find a woman and punch her in the face. (laughs) And then be arrested. Find find a black military officer who's a woman named Michael and punch her. See how that works out. (laughs) Right. 
All right. Last but not least, I just want to mention the Orville. That's the Star Trek parody show that's going to be aired on Fox, um, starring Seth MacFarlane and made by Seth MacFarlane. Is that tonight? It is tonight. So yes. Sunday night yes. on Fox. I uh, now my fear is that Orville is going to steal the thunder from Star Trek Discovery. Yes, and. Star Trek Discovery will go bye-bye and Orville will continue. Yes. <laughs> For like two seasons. Maybe. But anyway, I'm going to check it out anyway. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be interesting, funny. I just it'll hope it's fun. not too dumb. It'll be I'm funny sure it'll enough. be dumb, though. I'm sure it's going to be dumb as fuck. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They got to strike that balance, you know? Hopefully, there's a lot of things that I don't that I find too dumb that are popular. Yes, that people like. So, you know, I don't know. It might it might we still ex- be popular. We expect too much, Mike. <laughs> I guess so. I expect too much of people. Yep. <laughs> and anyway, so I thought you were better than that. Yep. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> I was incorrect. All right. So now, part of the yum update. You mm-hmm. don't have anything for game theory, do you? I do not. Okay. I did buy Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and installed it, but I've yet to play it. And according to Mike, that is the correct technique for video gaming. <laughs> Which <laughs> that I was, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've never observed that. Uh, Maxim. That way of thinking. That Maxim, oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's never been my forte to purchase, install, and ignore video games on, on the scale that Mike is capable of. And let me tell you, it's incredible. This guy has capability. Bro, Bro get on he, my level. He has, he has over <laughs> 80 games in his Steam library, many of which are installed, none of which have been played. Well, there's a couple that have been played, technically. Okay. Mostly by James. Okay. That, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll allow that. As Mostly long as by you, James. As long as you are not the primary one at the controls. Right. Right. So, all right. Well, maybe once you've, you've had a go at that, uh, that game, you can report back. Sure. Cool. Well, we know James likes it, so... Hopefully, uh... He likes anything. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey! Mikey likes it! Uh-huh. <clears throat> Hopefully he and I can play some duos or squads and oh. not be you can total do like garbage. Modem to modem games? Yes. <laughs> you know, that that's an interesting thought. <laughs> if we... He's like, I need to order a phone line. <laughs> no, order I'm just a thinking... Modem. You can, we can kind of have a retro thing going if you install like Windows 95 in a virtual machine and install, uh, Descent. Hmm. And then use your phone as a hotspot. So then you are doing like phone to phone, but in a oh. different way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's interesting. That would be interesting. Although I'm sure you can buy Descent and have it play on your 
standard machine. It might be Brian DOSBox or something, you know. But mm. perhaps I'll hook up my my controller I have over there to the to the non-existent game port that I have. <laughs> the joystick port, the game <laughs> port. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's on the sound card. Makes yep. no sense. <laughs> yep, I actually have a PCI sound card with that port on it. No. I do. Somewhere. Wow. Yep. Hmm. That's funny. Alright. Well, we'll 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 try some of that. We'll report back next week. Um so I got a couple articles here in the Yum update. The first one this is an article I came across on avclub.com. And it's entitled, What Did Guy Fieri Ever Do to You? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure everyone knows that Guy Fieri is made fun of a lot, basically. Um, and also the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Correct. He is also the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Um, and this whole article go- goes on to describe everything that, you know, everyone thinks about him. But says, you know, does he really deserve it? You know, does he really deserve it? And it's an interesting... Um, it's an interesting take on it that I can't say is wrong. Or that yep. I can't say I disagree with. Guy Fieri's innocent. Guy Fieri's a saint. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you read this article, he kind of is a saint, actually. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, oh, shit. You know? He started from the bottom. Now he's there. Correct. Have you seen the the meme of him? Like, it shows him, like, sprinkling seasoning on a bullet or something. And then putting it in a revolver. And then putting it in his mouth and like fake tears. It's like one last trip to Flavor Town. <laughs> oh That's terrible. I'll see if I can find it later. It's <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great though. That's pretty oh, great. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you have the time, it's a good read. Check it out. Next up, I uh, I found this on Facebook, or I, I should say I came across it on Facebook. I didn't I didn't go looking for it, and I found it. It it found me. <laughs> yeah, you know. And this is this is a spaghetti o jello Ugh. concoction. Please. Why? And I'll tell you what, it looks amazing. Come I want, on. I want to make this for a couple reasons. Okay, this is different than what I thought. This doesn't look doesn't look as bad as what I had in mind. This, I mean, A, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm yeah. all about ridiculous things. Yeah. Two, it might actually be kind of good. <laughs> So it looks like homemade spaghettios with a ton of gelatin added in. So it doesn't be like so it jiggles up nicely in the fridge. 
It's basically tomato soup, like from a can. Um, unflavored gel- gelatin. Apparently, yep. that's a thing you can buy. Yep. I'll take their word for it. It's made from bones. Oh, I know. Hooves. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and then two cans of spaghettios. Mm-hmm. Mix all this shit together with water. You know, boil it up. Blah blah blah. Now, when they made it, they put it in one of those. I'll say molds. Is that the right yep. word? Uh-huh. So make it look like one of those round cakes with a hole in the middle? Yep. Is that called a bunt cake? Or am I totally making that up? Uh, it is a bunt pan. A bunt, oh, I, there you go. A bunt pan. Look at that. Yeah. So yeah, I almost know what I'm talking about. Yep. And so they made it so it's 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 in the shape of a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a giant ring that fits on a large dinner plate. Mm-hmm. And then they've garnished it. A large plate it. full of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, they've garnished it with Vienna sausages in the middle. Um, the I'll tell you what, third I'll tell you worst what. meat product. It looks amazing. It, I kind of want to make this. It looks like an intriguing way of making something gross. But... Something gross, less gross, or just making something gross? Making something gross. So, like, you put a lot of effort into making something bad. Correct. <laughs> like, trying to dress, trying to polish a turd, I think is the phrase. <laughs> Can't be so, done. So, before I actually opened this article here, I thought it was, like, mixing SpaghettiOs with Lime, jello, and fruit. Now, see, that would be worse. Yeah. That would be worse. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be worse. Someone would actually eat this thing. That someone <laughs> is sitting right in front of you. <laughs> for pretty much. That, that increasingly less hypothetical someone is yeah. right here. <laughs> So, yeah, and this is on a website, which I've never heard of, called Shared.com. But um, they just scrolling down, they have a lot of different uh, articles on eating, or eating, on making different different interesting foods, I'll say. All of them in jello bunt form. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they have bacon cheeseburger muffins. Hmm. Better be cornbread muffins. Cheeseburger egg rolls. That's probably pretty good. Doesn't 7-Eleven serve those? No, they serve taquitos. Mm. Don't they have, like, cheeseburger hot dogs? They do. But it's not a hot dog. It's, like, beef with cheese? Yes. Beef product with cheese product? I never had one of those till the other day. Yeah. Because the guy misunderstood what I said, and that's what he <laughs> handed me. It's like for and 17 I, years, he's been misunderstanding. <laughs> no. And so I was just like, fine, whatever. You know, I just took it and I had it. Not bad. Not great. Yeah. I just wanted a, a quarter pound big bite mm-hmm. and I got a quarter pound cheeseburger big bite or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. You know? But, uh, you know, whatever. Good stuff. Yeah. And it turns out a taquito is not really a thing. It's a boiled 
Taco? Well, <laughs> well, that's true. But so apparently, the word taquito is that the word? I thought that was the word that literally means nothing. But I think oh, no, taquito okay. is a thing. No, no. Okay, so it's something Chalupa else. Chalupa is nothing. I think. So then it. So it's not taquito. Then there's another. Is there another thing they sell? Takis. Uh, I don't remember. There's They're a, like rolled up chips. You're right. Right. No. There's a there's a thing. Supposedly there's one item that like. I thought it was Seven Eleven sold, but maybe it's somewhere else. And the word they use for it, it literally means thingamajig. What kind of In food Spanish. item is it? I thought it was a taquito, but obviously not. It says it's it says it literally means small taco. Yeah, that's taquito. Right. So obviously it's not that. Maybe I Pretty- maybe I was just misinformed. I don't know. Well, okay. So when I think of taquitos, I think of like <laughs> I think of freedom. Like the the <laughs> that rolled up egg roll kind of looking thing. Correct. But Seven Eleven also sells miniature tacos in their little warming box next to the registers. Right. Don't they? Yes. That's probably the thing that's that made up that means miniature taco. Oh, maybe it does. Maybe that's it, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Alright. Good job, seven eleven. Mm-hmm. Bastardizing language twenty four hours a day. <laughs> For our convenience. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 6 is just not the same. Hmm? 6 is just not the same. If those still exist. I don't know. The only one that I knew where it was is now uh, not that. It's, yep. like, it's like the Route 29 convenience store or something. Yeah. Is that the one near uh, Trader Joe's? Across yeah. from the waterfall? Yeah. That's where I, I went. That. That's where I went yesterday. Why would you go there? Oh, do you mean Trader Joe's or the Route 29 convenience store? Third thing. The waterfall? Yes. Why'd you go there? I wanted to check it out. Do they have tours? It is a a public park. It is part of the Northwest Branch Trail. Oh, you must have been on the other side. There's two sides. On the Trader Joe's side? There's the Trader Joe's side and there's yeah. the other side. Right. I was on the other side. Okay, that's my side. Your side? It is my side. So He's like, I, I founded that park in 1859. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, I don't, we probably have never discussed it, but the house that I grew up in, essentially, uh, backed up to Woods. And there's a trail in the woods which led down to the waterfall. Probably a mile's worth, something like that. And I would regularly spend time in that woods on the trail down by the waterfall. I see. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, there you go, Evan. I was reliving your childhood for you. Correct. I miss those woods. Yep. They have signs there. Beware of ticks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this makes me feel safe. 
Yep. So I did a little walking, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, not a lot. I really just wanted to see the fucking thing because I've been driving by it for years, and I'm like, is that a place you can just like go? Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, you go there, park, get out. There's I've other, never other people there. I've never been to like the facility. I was always up, up where the, where the stream is. Right. You know, looking down on all the plebs. Correct. And all the commoners. Apparently, it used to be a water filtration site. Oh, okay. Like the building there. It's kind of a. It looks kind of like a big house, although it's completely closed off and you can't go in there. Is um. It says around the front WSSC. Nice. But I think it's owned by the park now. You know, the Mar- the Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission or whatever whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, they have signs everywhere. No trespassing. Like, right around the house. I don't know. But, yeah, they have little signs there that kind of, you know, explain everything. Like, oh, it was founded in this, and it used to be a grist mill, and they used to have this a and what? that. I don't know, man. A grist mill? The fuck is a grist mill? I don't fucking know. It's like, we use it to har- harvest ambergris and <laughs> add add teas to it. <laughs> well, as you know, ambergris is yeah, the product. Of, it's whale puke. It's from a whale, and so it's not that. See, a grist mill is a mill for grinding grain. Okay. So it was a grain mill powered by... <laughs> so a grain a, mill. A water wheel. Yes. Interesting. I like that. So that's what it was originally, like in like 1702 or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it became a water filtration plant in like the 1920s, I think they made it. Um... I'm not sure when they abandoned it or when they stopped using it, but all that stuff is gone. And all that's left is like that one house and that. So that waterfall, as you and I have been calling it now for a while, that's a dam. Okay. So that is, that is its actual name. It is a dam. I, I mean, I, so I'm fairly familiar with the terrain in that area and, and the, I'm going to call it a stream, I guess, minor river that flows through that area. Um, right. I don't think it's very deep. So if that's a dam, I cannot imagine the wall being, you know, higher than like 10 feet. Unless that the dam, it, you know, the river is like 60 feet deep and I just have no idea. But I don't think that's the case. Right. So apparently I was at... So there's Burnt Mills East Special Park. Okay. And that's on the side where Trader Joe's is. Yeah. Then on the other side of the street is Burnt Mills West Special Park. And that's where I was. Okay. Um... And the the body of water that you keep on calling a stream is called the Northwest Branch Anacostia River. 
And then down right before it gets to the dam, it's called the Burnt Mills Reservoir. Mm. And then it continues on the other side of the street, Northwest Branch, Anacostia River. I would like to revisit my old stomping grounds at some point. As you should. I looked at the house that I grew up in, and, you know, it's it doesn't have a big footprint, but it was whoever had it previously totally redid the inside, and it looks amazing. Do you know what street it's on? It's 102 Hannes Street, H-A-N-N-E-S. Oh, I found the street right here. Yep. It was super awesome. Huge backyard, nice deck. Um, I think they took out the tree in the front yard, but pretty good front yard. Literally right around the corner from Forest Knoll's swimming pool. It, I was there all summer, you know, when I was a kid. It was fucking awesome. Um, hmm. I think the last time the house sold, it was for like $440,000 or something like that. Maybe a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, if I had the money, I would do it. But I was like, man, it'd be nice to live there again. Reliving the childhood days. Yeah, I like that house a lot. I took a trip by my old childhood home. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the earliest house I can remember living in. Bodies are still there. But we moved out of there when I was just turning six. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that house goes for over a million now. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's in the heart of D.C., so unfortunate. Um, I don't know how much the house where I did most of my growing up in actually. Um, I wonder how much that one goes for, but who knows? Yep. You've been there once or twice. Uh, probably twice. There you go. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Yep. Moving so right along. What do we got? What do we got? <clears throat> I got uh, two things to talk about here in the something about, section. Something about not Orientals. Yep, this is not Cambodian breast milk. It's regular breast milk from a white woman. A well, woman that's named not special. <laughs> <laughs> a woman named Alisa uh, or Alicia Fessler in Augusta, Georgia, has broken a record that nobody ever expected to. Well. They didn't expect there to be one in the first place, I guess. Um, she has donated 20 gallons of frozen breast milk to the doctor's hospital network. So when she had a kid, they had a heart issue and they were uh, taken into the natal intensive care unit where she became aware of the need for uh, milk and nutrients for these kids when they were able to take them in. So she began collecting excess, I guess, and took it in and donated it to the hospital. Um, it was then sent off to a milk bank for testing to make sure it was free free from disease. It was then pasteurized and distributed amongst other doctors' hospitals nationwide. Disgusting. Thank you. Yep. Um, probably... No colostrum in that batch, but uh, could be tasty either way. Don't really know. The second one I got here, um, 
A tech company named Time Kettle has created a novel product they call the WT2. Similar to existing products for that uh, act as trans language translators, um, it requires a smartphone app to use, to interface with two Bluetooth headsets, one for each converser. I don't know if that's a word. Um, and their goal is to make, uh, com- you know, language communication in different languages as normal as possible. So. It, because you don't have to speak into your phone and then hold up the phone to the other person and have them read it or listen to it and keep doing that. Um, they say, you know, you can use hand gestures and eye contact. And while the translation is not real time, it's fairly quick. So it's a good first step right now. It only works with English. And, uh, as far as I can tell, Mandarin Chinese. Uh, but you know, once again, good first step. And, I've been seeing another one that, that advertised that's supposed to be a Japanese one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of companies working on stuff like this. Um, I just figured it was good uh, to have a first-generation universal translator being worked on by such enterprising people. Hmm. Very cool. I expected a chuckle, but uh, I guess not. No, sir. I worked, I worked hard on that. Did you get it though? It just, you didn't. You didn't think it was funny, but did you get it? I wasn't listening. I was pulling the James. Since yeah. he's not here, I you, I thought it was you, my job to. I'm think I'm I'm having another a, a unique thought here. Uh, it might be time for me to step back from this whole thing and uh, reevaluate friendships. <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy looking for the Japanese one. Uh-huh. Okay, no, it's a good time, you know. Good, t- good time to do it. Uh so my joke was I'm glad a universal translator is being worked on by such enterprising people. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was jokes are meaningless if you have to explain them, Mike. No, that's uh, you know, when you said you said universal thing, I was like, oh, okay, so we're get. That's of course what I immediately thought of was Star Trek, and didn't we? weren't we talking about this the other day? We we were, weren't I? I don't think so. No, not no, well, not this, but we we're talking about Star Trek and universal translators, and oh yes, right. And I was explaining how in an episode that I actually like of Star Trek Voyager, which doesn't, but so much of the crap in the episode doesn't make any fucking sense. Because it's based on the premise that everyone speaks English, even though Balana Taurus crash lands on a planet that is very much pre-warp. Like, they might as well be in the 1500s. Yeah, like Roman times, kind of. Yeah. It's like Roman times, this planet. And you also commented on how you're frustrated that, you know, people can just read a computer interface in another language that they've never seen before. That too. I mean, it's silly. And you're like, universal translator. I'm like, okay. Let's say there is this universal translator. A, how does it work? Is it a device? Is it built into the computer of the ship? Is it in everyone, implanted in everyone's skull? What is it? You know? Well, I have an answer for that. You're not going to like it. 
Deep Space Nine? No. Okay. It's in their com badge. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. In one episode of, I think, Next Generation, they address that. And, like, someone, you know, he can't understand what the other person is saying. And they took away his com badge. I guess he was captured or something or, you know, crashed, whatever. It's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. Give me that thing and we can talk. Maybe it was in Enterprise and they were working on, like, an early version of it. But I'm sure it's in the com badge somewhere. I'm going to do some more research and see if they actually explain how this thing... I mean, it's a TV show, obviously. There's no such thing as Universal Translator, and it's all bullshit. But it'd be nice if they actually attempted to for it to make sense, you know? Star Trek is a documentary. Correct. I mean, in Enterprise, they they didn't have uh, Universal Translators, at least the beginning of the show, which is why they needed uh, Hoshi there as the linguist. Uh, now I got to go back and watch the damn show because again, it doesn't make any fucking sense either. Cause there's lots of scenes where it's just the captain and some guy and they're all speaking English, obviously. Right. So I'm like, is the captain. So they, are they just showing us them speaking English for our benefit? But really he's speaking blah, 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 blah. And the captain can just understand them. Cause you know, they don't I mean, explain I mean, it. maybe so maybe the there was a full translation of the Andorian you know language in Enterprise's database, but you know they didn't have much interaction with the Klingons or the Romulans at the time, so they didn't have you know that uh, that base language to build up the translation matrix. So in the early Enterprise days, and even in the movies with Uhura, they needed the the comms officer, I'll say, to to translate. Mm-hmm. But we should watch all of them again, because why not? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, you make a good argument. Um, I just realized I skipped over one one article I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, I'm going to backtrack for a second. Please do. So there's uh, an article I came, came across... Popular Star Trek episodes, and so what they what they did was Netflix went through and gathered all the data from people's watching habits of Star Trek. So get this, okay? Is this from Netflix or something, or what? Yeah, yeah Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Twelve thousand people have watched every single episode of Star Trek. Hell yeah! So that's all series. That's impressive. If you had to do it nonstop, it would take 22 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nonstop. No sleep, no nothing. Um, the most rewatched episode is the series finale of Voyager. Really? The most rewatched episode. So some watched it, then they watched it again. Right? Oh, like back to back? Well, not necessarily. Or but just. More than once. The same person has watched it more than once. I guess that's not too surprising. It's, the, a, pretty, it's a pretty good finale. The top ten rewatched episodes, meaning someone went back and watched it again, are all Voyager episodes. Hmm. Which is also interesting. I do, you know, I do... You do like you some Voyager? I do like Voyager. I do like the finale. 
because we get a good look at like the the Borg transport mm-hmm. hub, which yep. I for, I forget what it's actually called. Uh, like like transport conduits or whatever. Yeah. But there's like you know hundreds of them. Oh yeah. And they're like okay, well, we're taking this shit out, and they like go into one and mine it, and like douche. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. So more people watch the original series and the next generation. Yeah. It's just that Voyager and Deep Space Nine have more repeat customers. Hmm. Okay. I guess because they're newer, perhaps. Could be. I mean, they were good. I'm not discounting their their quality. Mm-hmm. I've come to realize that I've seen most of Deep Space Nine. I just haven't seen most of the last season. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I missed like the last three seasons or something. But I realize now I saw most of it, just not most of the last season. All right. So, and I've never seen the end of it at all. I, I'm i sure I have. I cannot tell you what happens. But I know I've seen the ending of The Next Generation. Yep. Of Voyager. I have the book of all good things. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure it's like a script for the sh- for the you know for the finale of the show. Hmm. And uh, obviously Enterprise, but mm-hmm. that's it. So. So anyway, oh, and they they mentioned. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention earlier. This is unrelated to to this Netflix Star Trek thing, but so Amazon and their whole Whole Foods thing. So Amazon stock is almost a thousand dollars a share. Really? What was it before yeah. the acquisition? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That I didn't realize impressive. their shares were so high. I think not long ago, and by that I mean you know within the last three years, it was about seven hundred ish. Hmm. It's like nine fifty something right now. Good for them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just put a link as my third extras uh, mm-hmm. article to that picture of Guy Fieri that I was talking about. One last trip to Flavortown. If anyone is curious about looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. I put one thing in the extra section here. It's... uh. When I was so rudely ignoring Evan earlier, I was looking for this article, so it's on businessinsider.com. This device instantly translates Japanese and Chinese. So, you're holding this device. They show a video of people using it, but obviously it's, you know, it's bullshit. And, like, a guy says, hey, do you know where the bathroom is or whatever? And right away the device is like, you know, in in uh, Japanese. Um, so, so this is the, the reason it's, it's interesting. It works without mobile data or Wi-Fi, so it could be used in remote places. Hmm. Um. Bluetooth or something or? Oh, no, no. No, it's just a little device with a speaker on it. Yeah. 
Nothing to do with your phone. Pretty good. Uh, it will cost around 160 pounds sterling. Like 200 bucks. And it is set to be released in the U.S. in June 2017. Well, I haven't seen it, so. Um, the company is called Log Bar. Log Bar. It's a so, bad name for a company. Logbar.jp. Here, let's see. Products. Instant translations. It's called, the device is called ILI. ILI. And so the website is IAMILI.com. IAMILI.com. Oh, they're, they're, they're trolling us. Yep. And the end of their website is, uh, join the wait list. How accurate is it? Da, da, da. So it's not out yet. It's not out mm-hmm. yet. They have some cool videos, some cool graphics. It's like, ooh, how much does it cost? $249. Supports English to Spanish, Japanese, or Mandarin. It, it comes with one language per device, and you'll be able to add more languages through updates. It says they're, they're going to start general sales in November on their website. Mm, okay. I don't know, man. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I mean, I think this could be something very easily implemented through uh, uh, Google Home or even Amazon's Alexa. But I say Google Home because, you know, Google Translate has such a long history of exactly that. Fucking up so many things. <laughs> Only written and some audio. <laughs> you know, Google Home. I mean, okay, maybe it's. I'm sure it's getting better every day, right? But I remember when James first got one. He's like, "This thing's a piece of garbage." You know? Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, "It doesn't understand anything." Yeah. It can't do anything. You know, it's like what was what was the the stock price of blah last week? It's like, sorry, I can't help you with that. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, you fucking suck, you know? <laughs> like, why do you exist? <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, that's like little things they could fix, you know? But, yeah. yeah man, I don't know. I don't know anything about Google Home. I know James has one. Um, I think our friend Dave has one. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he's he's a technology nut. I mean, not to say I'm, I'm not a technology nut. I am. Although I haven't gotten one of these... Amazon devices or and I still refuse to turn on Siri on my phone. <laughs> good good move. <laughs> Paranoia. <laughs> Although if I was really paranoid, I wouldn't have a cell phone. Yeah. You know. I would close my Facebook account. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know? Like I said I'm not I'm torn between running for the hills. And just embracing all of it and saying, I accept you. Please come to me, you know? Yes. I want to be part of the hive mind, you know? So I ideally would very much like to live on the outside, but be able to be updated and aware and monitor the inside circle of technology. Right. I want 
to pick and choose, which I is mean, not really possible. I mean, one day it's going to be, well, one day, who knows, right? But Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, we want it to be like Star Trek, right? Yeah. Oh, so I you saw know, you're another... like computer, you know, blah, yeah. blah. Okay. You know, and that's it. I saw another, you know, meme or a picture basically that said, you know, when you're a kid thinking about the future, you want everything to be like Star Trek. But when you're an adult thinking about the future, you realize it's really a lot more like Warhammer 40K. <laughs> And okay. I don't know a lot about that, but it shows, you know, it's like a gigantic, um, you know, battleship in space with, you know, I'll just say an evolution of Viking ogre warriors fighting everything. Right. I could, you know, have totally gotten that wrong, but. No, that sounds uh, approximately right. Yeah. I know it's probably, probably about as much as you do about it. Yeah. Maybe a little less. But it got my point across. Yeah. My point being the recap of the picture I saw that someone else made. <laughs> right. Right. So. Mm. Mm. You know, I guess we'll get there one day. But uh, that's like the other thing I want to do, but I'm but I'm also paranoid. I want to get my DNA tested. For what? You know, oh, you're. You're twenty. You're from the Iberian Peninsula, and you're. Oh, I did that years ago. You did? Yeah, twenty-three and me. And he's like I'm... white through and through, my friend. Yeah, I'm from where I thought I would be, and they're like, "You're, you're likely." This is the weird, weird fact. Like, you're likely to have wet earwax. I was like, "By God, I do." <laughs> These guys know everything. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's a thing. They talked about that on uh, on Leo Laporte, you know? Yeah. They were, I think they were talking about 23andMe also. Yeah, but I took the, like, within a year of them releasing tests, I got one. Well, I have to log into my account. I can send you guys my full report if you're curious. But I am very it's, curious. It's like, yeah, you're, you know, British and Scandinavian and German, basically. Hmm. I see. Yep. That's what I thought. Cool. All right. Yep. It's not like you had a great grandparent from the Ivory Coast. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you start being like Peter. Yeah. <laughs> That's my slave name. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> my jacket's in there. Please don't write on it. <laughs> So great. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap this up, B? Yeah. Yeah. I got shits to take and shits to give. <laughs> and time right. to waste. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the IO panel. Check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. Send any comments, questions, general feedback you have to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. All our links are on the website over on the right-hand side, you know, Facebook, Twitter, 
whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Subscribe to the show, whatnot. All that whatnot. We even have a Patreon link up there. If you're feeling generous, throw us a couple bones, you know. We won't say no. All right, everyone. Well, until next time, stay frosty. Stay frosty.